How are we doing? I'm David. I'm Phil. And I'm Andy. And this is Talking Cod. Three northern blokes talking about middle life and growing old disgracefully. Frank, fearless, funny. In other words, Talking Cod. What, what point is it acceptable in your life to use the word potter? Is it just when you're in your 40s, you can use potter? There's nothing wrong with the word pottering. I also use the phrase chipping away mm. because dust, dust, and I quite like it. I like it. It, it, it suits me just fine. Just chipping away. And you've been chipping away at your keyboard, don't you? I have been chipping away at my keyboard. I've been chipping away at these remixes and it's all very good. Yeah. But on that thing, when I hit 40, yes, I started using the word podcast, but uh, podcast and <laughs> potter. All, all similar, similar really. Um, I, I found myself in a shop with, you know, like when you see older blokes with their arms crossed behind the back, pottering around the shop. <laughs> like I hit 40 and I found myself doing that in John Lewis's. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's not good, mate. That's it's not, not good. good. So I've got to, got to cut that out. John Lewis is. Matt Allen, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> you were in Matt and Allen's. You didn't want to touch anything. <laughs> or B&M. Nothing wrong with those brands, by the way. They're just, you know, for, for legal reasons, I don't want to upset anybody on this particular show. <laughs> B&M, Matalam are great places to shop. So you're in John Lewis? I, well, I was, yeah, at the time when I realised I'd, I'd properly hit middle-aged, hence doing the podcast and hence pottering. So there's your answer. It's allowed. Mm. So it is allowed. Okay, then. Right. And question answered. So we have been getting listeners from all over the world. Now, we know this already, but we had somebody from uh, Finland get in touch with you. Yeah, um, a sort of a, a, a friend of mine through, through work. And um, I really, really, I don't know, it's just nice to get the feedback and kind of really encouraged us to do more of what we're doing. He said swear more, so we'll try that later, X-rated. But just to embrace what it's all about and, and kind of define you know, define what we what what it is all about, and I think we've I think we've got kind of found a flow with this. It's about sort of trying to talk about issues that you know us blokes might face, and us blokes might find difficult to talk about, which I think is a is a kind of very common thing. And strangely enough, after the last episode as well, another old friend of mine who's a bit closer to home um, reached out and just said, "Look, can we?" It'd be great to catch up with you. Can we sort of have a mooch around? Can we have a pot around and a bit of a chat? And I said, yeah. And just think it was a regular catch up kind of thing, which would have been, would have been brilliant in its own right. But um, that person has been going through some stuff and I'm not going to obviously divulge any of that. But him listening to the podcast, um, I guess, enabled him to sort of give me a shout and talk with me about the stuff he was going through um so we had two hours walking about talking around uh, issues and what have you so i think it's quite amazing really that 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 you know it has encouraged people to chat more and if it, even if it's just me for what it's worth but you know that that's the idea really you know that people sort of open up a little bit more and feel comfortable talking what they're um, talking about what they're, they're they're struggling with um and whilst i'm on that i just do need to do a plug because um there's a uh, online um, group um, called Circles, which again they've reached out to us and said, "Would you mind sort of giving our um, finger plug?" It's a 
um, weekly online talking group for blokes. Um, it's a weekly space where people can idea, uh, share ideas and opinions and just encourage more conversations. Uh, they're run by free professional coaches and they're completely free. Um, so if anyone sort of feels the urge to sort of talk stuff through more, talk about how they feel, the challenges they face, um, get in touch with these guys. The, the group's called Circles. The next run starts in April and the website is selfishleader.com forward slash circles. Get in touch. Well, that, that sounded really professional, but it also, I mean, joking aside, it is it's one of those really important things that we acknowledge, isn't it? That it's, it is really difficult, particularly as a bloke in north of England, to open up to your mates and not demonstrate what would be perceived as a weakness. So do you reckon that's that's something we we need to be better at? Not us three, obviously we're modern guys and we're, we're out there, but do you think it's something we just need to be better at? I think we all do. I don't think it's just blokes, uh, men, women, you know, I think... I think yeah, absolutely. You know the old uh, British stiff up, stiff upper lip, uh, so to speak. But I also think it translates down into uh, younger people as well, uh, and all the way down. Really, if you think about what kids are exposed to nowadays, as compared to what we we were with the connectivity and social and things like that, I think they're probably, you know, it's more important for them than ever growing up as well deciding who they're trying to work out who they are and what they want to be and what they want to do in 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 situations where you've got touch points away from school you know at home that that mix i think it's even more important than ever and from my perspective they need to that should start, it translates from us and us trying to work out things, but even in kids at school and stuff like that, it's so important now, whether it starts with mindfulness or whatever that is, to have those conversations. Because if you can get it and start to work out how to deal with it when you're younger, as you grow older, you just get better at it, don't you? You're better with dealing with it, I think. Yeah, good point. There's, I mentioned previously about being part of Andy's Man Club this you know it's a it's a good place to talk and it is okay to talk completely agree with that but i'm going to put a caveat in there that and i will definitely encourage people to talk openly and and phil you know you were talking about you know that the relationship and the space you created for your friend to talk to you is that it's more important to be able to listen i think it's talking is really crucially important just to get this stuff out of your head and so not you know to, to to reduce the levels of insanity if you like but also i think it's important to create the environment of trust and that speaks volumes for you phil because somebody's heard us on this podcast remembers who you are as a person and you've reconnected with them via the, the you know the mode of podcast but you know, you've, you've created an environment for somebody to open up and probably had a massive impact on somebody's life there. And that's something really, you know, you should be really proud of. And I'm proud of you as a friend for doing that. And and it's one of those things that, yeah, it, it is okay to talk is, is, a, is a trending hashtag. And I totally believe in that. 
but we also need to be able to listen. I, I, there are times I've told people to not just go around telling people how you feel all the time because you're going to sound like a scratch record. People are going to go, oh, just making excuses up for being miserable. Use this as a, you know, when it comes to mental health, for example, use this as an, as an excuse for being, for being a wanker, basically. You know, oh, it's my depression what's causing that. And I'm not saying that's not true, but going around telling everyone may not be the best strategy in the world, but finding a friend to confide in and have these conversations as, as you did there, Phil, I think it demonstrates a lot of power and definitely not weakness, but a huge strength for both of you. A, for, for him to open up to you, but, but B, for you to create an environment where he feels that he's not going to be judged. And, and that's huge, particularly in a world, as you were saying, Dave, where, you know, with technology, etc., we're probably being compared to and judged all the time with everything we do which is such a shame just something we, we spoke about was balance in the past so at what point in, in your lives did you kind of change your perspectives on what work-life balance is yeah i mean i yeah it's a good question very good question i in um in a, in a in a former job, I um, was in a position of some seniority within the business, and um, classically was that person who wanted to be in first and leave last, and felt the weight of responsibility for everything that I could do, um, and didn't really realise that that doesn't get you anywhere really in life it doesn't it, it you know it only gets you to a certain point and once you're at that point it doesn't it starts being detrimental I remember um it was a Friday I was due to go to a, a work conference thing in France the next day uh, it was my birthday and um I thought I'll take the day off it'd be nice to have the Friday off before I go away on my birthday yay my wife doesn't work on Friday, so even better, we're going to go out now for something to, to eat for lunch. And the day started at six o'clock. My phone's ringing and it's the cleaning lady. She can't open, she can't unlock the front door to the office. And I'm like, what the fuck can I do? <laughs> I'm not being funny, but it's six o'clock in the morning. You don't know it's my day off, but and that's irrelevant. But what can I actually do right now? And then get got, got into this sort of protracted conversation about a member of staff who'd pissed off a partner and that ended up in like a um a laying off let's just say and so that had been going all day um I got to <laughs> half six on a Friday night now I wouldn't be there at half six on a Friday night I would le definitely have fucked off by then and then I get a call from the landlord saying get well just basically give me a load of shit about some air conditioning units that we'd had put in and I'm like this is my birthday. I've got to go away with work tomorrow anyway. And this has been some fucking day off, you know. And to me, that was the point where I went, you know what, sod that. It's not, <laughs> there's nothing gained from being that person who's, you know, uh, you know, present all that time, you know, checking emails first thing in the morning, checking emails last thing at night. You know, there is no balance because there's only you've only got a, a finite amount of energy, haven't you? And if you burn through it all, doing this 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 kind of work thing, um, that's going to be de to the detriment of everything else. Because you know you are a human with, you know, input and output, and 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 that sort of limited 
if you burn all through all, all through your sort of energy your capacity there's got to be none of it coming out of that you know and then I saw that personally because I'd come home most days and just have no energy weekends were kind of a write-off just sort of yeah wishing that Monday wasn't going to happen so I think that's for me that's that was a, a really big lesson looking at that period and going you know what I mean I probably did some good stuff there I certainly wouldn't have been in that position in the in the business if it had not done some stuff on the way that that merited that but it was totally at the uh, detriment as I say of, of, of me as a person which is bananas really isn't it but lesson you've learned though, as you said, though, it's that some people must go through life and realise too late that's what they've done. It's one of those surveys that you hear. You know, we interviewed a hundred people in, in in a care home, and the biggest lesson learnt was I should have spent less time at work and more time with my family. Um, Dave, you've you've seemed to have crafted the balance quite right from my observations. It seems like you've been working on this for a number of years now. What have you done? For me. I think the phrase is wrong, the term's wrong. Work-life balance, it defines it as you, it's like you've got work and then life. It's, for me, it's a balance of life and a load of stuff is in the mix. And work is one of those things. But we're very, very focused on defining it as I go to work and then I've got my life. The two components, or one's a component of life, but then there's everything else that sits around it. And it's a balance of all that stuff. And I think that constantly being driven to focus on going to define what it is, what it is, what it is, means you're either looking back and going, I shouldn't have done that that way and I shouldn't have done that, that this way or I should have done this and that. Or you're looking forwards going, what am I doing next? What about this? What about that? And the balance for me is being in the middle, which is sort of like being in the now and enjoying the now. And it's the stuff that all comes together that sits around that. There'll be some work. And there's lots and lots of things that sit with it. But to balance it, you gotta, you gotta be able to be in the now. And like we've said before, appreciate that you'll have done some stuff that's worked, you'll have done some stuff that's, that's haven't. And there'll always be stuff to do. Always be stuff to do. And we don't have to do it all now. So it comes down to our choice of what we decide to do and what we don't choose to do in that particular moment. But I think when your work can take up a massive, massive, massive chunk of your life, if you choose to let it, okay? The thing is with that, when you're in it and you're going at 110 miles an hour, then you're in it. And you're not putting the brakes on, you're just absolutely flying with it. And that's the hardest part of it, putting the brakes on. And when you do put in the brakes on, having the capacity in your, in, your, in your mind to start to work out what it is. Now, you can stop from that 110 mile an hour, but I can guarantee it will take, well, it, it will take you quite a while to start to work out all these thousands and thousands of marbles rattling around your head, putting some order to that. But you've got to slow down to do it. You've got to slow down to do it. And the balance for me is probably not necessarily work life or life. It's I define it as the mental state and the physical state. That's 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 the two things that I look at. Because they're, they're in, for me, they're, they're intrinsically linked. 
And to get them working together, you've got to focus on the two of them. But I guess the, the biggest component of it all is, is what's up here, isn't it, in, in your head, that's, that's in your mind. And, and going back to what you said before, dealing with it at an earlier age or starting to understand what goes on up here, if you can understand that, or just a little bit of it, just a little bit of it, it makes a massive, massive, massive difference. Massive difference, you know. You sound really spiritual these days, Dave. You've grown your beard, you've shaved your head. <laughs> I'm, I'm not shaving my head off. <laughs> that, that's just happened on it. That's gone on it. It's just own. natural. It's just, it's just, you know what, it's, it's, my, it's my perspective. And it's probably different to so many other people, but it works for me, you know, and it's, it's, it's the way I deal with it. And, and it'll change. I hope my perspective does change. I hope the way that I do deal with it changes because that's, that's a bit of growth, isn't it? And, and, get, and getting better. And we don't live in a world where everything's consistent. So you've got to have that flexibility. You've got to be able to adapt and you've got to be able to change to it. But it, it's the physical and the mental thing. Yeah, nice. That's, that, that's a really good way of looking at it. Um, once you've got them both right on an even keel, Everything else sort of looks after itself, doesn't it? A bit it, more. It do, and it still falls over. It still yeah, falls totally, over. Yeah. I still have these. I still have these mad little things where it's like, holy sh shit! Why, why am I thinking about that? You know, what, why am I doing that? But I then have these little mechanisms that I try to use to to deal with it. One of my biggest biggest things that I do is, you can have I can have ninety five percent of awesomeness, and you get this little five percent, and that five percent will become the ninety five. And sometimes it burns away in my mind like a fight. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you concentrating? And I'll take something that's that fight and I'll make it into 100%. It's that, and, but then, and that can happen for, it can go on for a day or two that, until I think my mind eventually just goes, do you know what, I'm knackered with this, let's just move on. Do you think the system, capital D, uh, capital T, you learn how to spell, capital T, capital S, forces us to work too hard as well you know this whole idea this five day thing i mean it's i mean back it back i mean i had to say we, we count ourselves lucky you know because of the industrial revolution that we have two days off at the weekend you know because people used to work down to dark satanic mills you know for six seven days but but you know no one's re really refought it since then and it's like you know the work we do now doesn't doesn't feel like I count myself lucky, you know, but, you know, if, if I'm in full tilt, the work I do doesn't feel like it has to be five days work every week. And the whole, and I think the pandemic might have knocked this into touch a little bit where people are a bit more in tune with actually the time effort it takes to do the tasks they're involved with. And you take the office dynamic out of it as well, which good or bad but you know when you're in an office dynamic you've got like people wanting to interact with you wanting in info and wanting advice and what have you you take that out and then focus on this the the, the tasks and objectives you got actually you know can we can we sustain ourselves as a society working less than this five days because from a life point of view all of this that we're saying here is all about we just need some more time to be ourselves, to be creative, like me, me with Daft Synth, and, and, or to be, be, you know, physically active and go out and do some, or spend time with family. And we're, we're trapped in this, 
what to me feels archaic model of work is um, Monday to Friday, nine to five. I know it's not that, but you know that. I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, it seems other countries are starting to sort of dabble with the idea of like a, a shorter working week. Um, I just, I say, yeah, I mean, it can't work with everyone. It can't work in every business, but, but, you know, is that what should, we should be sort of striving for as a, as a kind of society? Less, work less, just work harder. I think the, the word work, we, we, we've spoken about this before. The word work means different things to different people, doesn't it? So I delivered a workshop this morning, but it didn't feel like I was working. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I don't tell my employers because I was getting paid, but it, it didn't feel like it was work. It, it is tiring, but I, I absolutely love doing it. So I, I would do that anyway. Um, so I think the word work can be misconstrued. And, you know, what I think it's less about what we want as a society and what we want as individuals is probably more important. And that will then drive what society wants. But it's this, this word work again. It was, you mentioned about, you know, mills and pits and stuff like that. A couple of generations before, everybody in my family worked, actually grafted and did stuff. They exchanged labour for money. And that's what it was. And that's, you know, that's the industrial revolution for you. And a couple of generations before that, on your complainer having to do 45 hour weeks, we used to do 60, 70 hour weeks and we couldn't complain and we didn't have a union. And we're here moaning about the fact that five days a week is too long. But the point, I think the point really is what we call work isn't graft, it's the output. If you can get that done and you can achieve what you want, you know, the result that you're looking for, what was the objective in the first place. If you do it in one day or you do it in seven days, you've still achieved it. It doesn't really matter. I think the, the, the problem with this phrase work-life balance, there's two, two problems with that. I think, first of all, it's probably come from an organisational leadership model, you know, so how do we get our people to work harder? We'll give them a bit more balance. So work comes before life. So you're right, David. And they can have a ping-pong table. There you go. Yeah, on a slide or a pool table or, you know, we need a little office dog as well. And then everybody will work a lot harder. You can wear shorts and come to, come to work on a scooter if you want, because we're not, you know, you're not working in a mill and down the pit. But I think there's more to it than that. I think it isn't work-life balance. I think that the balance is something else. It's between doing and being. It's like you, you do stuff and then you do nothing. I think the problem really, it's certainly my observation anyway, is that when I've had some downtime i don't really relax so for example it'd be like i'll probably spend the next hour asking nikki what do you want to watch on netflix or amazon what do you want to watch and actually that's still doing stuff or then it might be a case of oh, i'm just going to bit of social media so what people are up to brain's still doing stuff and it's not much different to what i do for a living anyway if you see what i mean so the balance should be for me it should be between doing and being you know, there's doing stuff and there's not doing stuff. Some I wrote a blog about this a couple of years ago now, and it got quite well received. And I went down a rabbit hole of the of looking into what the words actually mean. Um, and it's creating space to do nothing. In in our culture, we create space to fill it with more crap. You know, so like physical space, you get a bigger house, you put more stuff in it. You know, so you get a bigger house to put yet more stuff in it, but you don't need that stuff. And it's probably a metaphor for life that we have... You know, we've got so many hours in a day and we'll work as hard as we can to create more space in that day to get the work done so we can fill it with more crap 
whereas and in Japanese architecture in particular, but in, in Japanese language, they've got at least four different words for the for for space, four different words, and they all have different meanings. And we our, our understanding of space is nothingness or outer space, for example. But in Japanese, it's wa, ba, tokoro and ma. And they've all got slightly different meanings and they're valued and respected. So, for example, in architecture or in or in art, the space in a picture or the space in a room is as important as the stuff in the room. And that's probably the same in life is that, as you said, Dave, going at 110 miles an hour all the time is not sustainable. You put the handbrake on and hope for the best because you have to put the handbrake on. Whereas if you have imbalance in your life, there's the balance between doing and not doing. So the balance between doing and being. And while we're talking about people from Scandinavia, so Thomas, if you're listening, really appreciate the feedback, some really good feedback, particularly about the younger generation and swearing. So I am pleased as fuck that I can swear a little bit more because I've been told to stop swearing. Um, so thanks for that, Thomas. Um, lagom. So lagom is this Scandinavian word. Do you know what lagom means? Or lagom means. Again, there's no real di direct translation in, in English. But it's like it's just the right amount. It's just enough, you know, and that's balance. It can be used in architecture. It can be used in life. It, it's about too much is too much. Not enough is not enough. So you just know what enough is. And we don't focus on what is just enough. And it's like eating, you know, going to get a takeaway at weekend, you know, from third eye or wherever you go to, but shout out for third eye. Um, so if you have to, we tend to eat too much because it's there. Or we consume too much. We have we have money. We spend too much, and we often spend more than we need to, and we always do too much. We've got this like this habit of doing way more than we need to, not enough. And I think lagom is like it's almost like balance. It is too much is too much. Not enough is is not enough. Just right is something that we very rarely understand that feeling of balance, if you like, between doing and being. Does that resonate to our to our listeners? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th I think you're on the money, but I also think it's down to individual choice. It's what's right for you and working out what's right for you as an individual and being able to be allowed to be who you are and be an individual because before you know it, then you're going back to all, everybody else is doing this, I've got to do what they're doing and they're doing that and I've got to do what they're doing. At some point, I think you've got to be comfortable to go, right, this is who I am and this is what I'm going to do and this is the way I'm going to do it. And I think for, I think for me, it comes back to that, that middle age thing. It, it's that, that time in your life where you go, okay, things I'm going to make some changes now and it's down to me and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. And do you think it's because you go, I'm getting closer to death than ever before. I don't want to check out of this life without achieving that or doing that. Possibly. Do you know what? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I had this con we were having this conversation the, the 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 other day, and I was looking at how old my mum was and my dad was, and I'm looking at how I'm thinking, my God, that's only that's only till then, till then. And if I if I continue to work doing what I'm doing till that age, then I've lost all that time to to do something or to do what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? And I guess all generations are different, and we're all different. And I think you're right. I think I think that's part of it. I think it's part of it because you don't feel invincible anymore either. <laughs> things hurt. Things things start to wear out and don't recover as quick. <laughs> I, 
I just I do really like that idea of just enough because I don't think we ask ourselves that question ever. Am I working just enough? Am I earning just about enough? Am I spending enough time, just enough time, on the things I really like doing? It's almost like if if it was a mis- mixing desk, you can tell I'm back into music production stuff at the minute. Is the balance of this song right? You know, do we need a bit more bass? Are those cowbells a little bit too loud? They always are. But you know, how do you bring it all into balance? <laughs> back to balance. But you know, you'd never. You know, I've been worked with bands where it's just put me bass guitar up, just put me drums up, just put me kit. All of a sudden, you've just got noise because you're trying to shove up the level on everything. We don't often sit back and look at our own lives and going. You know, actually, maybe I do need to do a little bit less work. And maybe I can survive with a little less money. But actually, I'm going to have loads more time to be because I've brought myself... It's balanced, but it isn't binary like what work-life kind of thing. It's about looking at those all those individual le- um, levels, all those individual elements of your life and going, how much of this do I need right now? You know, how much can I live without... You know, that's the balance. What's the retirement age? What's the retirement age? 400 by the time we uh, get no, there. What is it now? Is it 60 odd? 67, isn't and it? Who, who defines it... the retirement age? <laughs> the system. Well, there you go, boys. <laughs> there you go. They define it. They say, yeah. this is when you retire. Okay, I'll just keep going to that point and then yeah. I'll retire. On my five day week. Well, there you go, chaps. <laughs> there you go. I'll rest my case. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed us talking COD, please give us a rating, leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now. Quick shout out to the guys at DapDip Productions, the folks pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at dapdip.co.uk. And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking COD.